If we only ever show students a finished piece of writing, a published piece, we give them the impression that writing is a one and done, meaning no drafts, no revisions, no edits, just write and publish. And that is not how it is for anyone. We need to show students the thinking behind the writing. Talk through with students what we are thinking when we write, how we decide to change things, where our ideas come from, etc. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, cup of coffee and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast. I hope that you are having a great week. Now that my spring break is over, I feel like I am officially on the downward slope to the end of the school year. The third trimester, which started just yesterday for us, usually goes pretty fast as there's always so much to do and it's the shortest trimester of this school year. Over spring break, I did some planning for the podcast, and I'm excited for the upcoming episodes. I'll be sharing thoughts on how to reduce stress during state testing, some activities to use with your students through the end of the school year, and I even have a guest coming on who's going to be talking about poetry. We're just working out a few details, but we hope to get that scheduled here for April. So be sure to be on the lookout for those episodes. And if you have a specific topic that you'd like me to cover, Send me a message either through my website, middleschoolcafe.com, or through one of my social channels. All right, let's jump into today's topic. Last week, we talked about writing and the need to slow down our instruction. We talked about needing to break things down for our students and try to fill in some of those learning gaps. We also talked about that for a variety of reasons, students missed a lot of instruction in writing over the past few years, and the instruction that they did get was different. Not bad, just different. Emergency online teaching and modified schedules to return to the classroom left gaps in our students' writing abilities. Last week, I talked about the need to slow down and not return to business as usual, but find a way to fill in the learning gaps while also moving our students forward. And while it is important to slow down and break assignments down into smaller chunks for students, there's one thing that I think is still missing, and that is modeling. Modeling for students how to write. Showing them what it looks like, sounds like, what thoughts go into writing, Model all the things related to writing. During a recent observation follow-up, I had a great professional conversation with my admin about this very thing. To be clear, it was just a conversation. She wasn't asking me to change anything, nor was I defending myself. It was a conversation that came because she asked me why I made the choices I did. Again, it was not a combative conversation. It was just an academic discussion. During the lesson she observed, students were writing character analysis for a class novel. Students were given a prompt and then two choices for a paragraph starter, or they could use their own if they wanted to, and that was it. I also posted a paragraph as an example that I had written about one of the characters, and then they couldn't use that character. So that's all that she saw in the lesson. She saw the setup of the lesson, the prompt, and then the two paragraph starters. 
When digging deeper into the question, she was really asking me why you didn't give the students more, why there wasn't a word bank or fill in the blank sentences for students to use as they wrote their own paragraphs. My question back to her was, when do I allow my students to do their own thinking and craft their own writing? You see, we had done all the work prior to this lesson together. We had read the class novel together. We worked through lessons on plot, setting, character development. I had helped students with reading comprehension. Some of the lessons were worked through with their peers, but we always came back together and finished notes as a class. So essentially, every student had the same information. Every student had the resources and the materials they needed in order to complete the writing task. So I asked her, if I had provided students with a template, sentence starters, fill in the blank, whatever you want to call it, wouldn't students essentially be writing my character analysis and not theirs? Where would I have provided students with the opportunity to be creative, think critically about what they understood about the character? How would I have encouraged students to take ownership of their own learning if I had provided all of the pieces? We shared our thoughts and had a great conversation. I understood her perspective and she appreciated my concerns. I left that meeting feeling really great about my lesson, great about the conversation, and I appreciated that I could have that academic conversation with my admin, as I know that that's not always the case, and I've worked in places where that hasn't been the case. I hope that this goes without saying, but I'm going to pause and say it anyway. If you have a student in your class with an individual education plan that requires additional supports, Of course, provide the word banks and the sentence stems. I follow the needs of the students and their IEPs. But for students that don't need that additional support, I want to start transferring that ownership and that thinking responsibility to the students. In the weeks that followed, I thought about how I could provide more writing support for my students without providing them with a fill-in-the-blank paragraph. Something, and I'm not even really sure what it was, but something reminded me of a training I attended in 2016 or 2017, I can't remember, by Kelly Gallagher. I feel very lucky that my district has been able to provide some amazing professional development by some of the top thinkers in reading and writing instruction, and Kelly Gallagher was just one of them. Kelly Gallagher presented an entire professional development about writing with students not just at the same time, but writing in front of students and doing a think aloud as you write. I have to say that this was something I completely forgot about and haven't done since before the pandemic. One of the things that he emphasized in that training is that students need models. And I think before this training, I would have agreed with that statement, but I would have interpreted it differently. I would have interpreted model as students needing to see what a finished piece of writing looks like. They needed to see the end product. I have always written with my students, but I have never really modeled the writing in the way that Kelly Gallagher talked about in the training. What we learned in that training is that we need to model the writing process, the thought process, show the successes and the mistakes as we write in real time. If we only ever show students a finished piece of writing, a published piece, we give them the impression that writing is a one and done meaning no drafts, no revisions, no edits, just write and publish. And that is not how it is for anyone. We need to show students the thinking behind the writing. Talk through with students what we are thinking when we write, how we decide to change things, where our ideas come from, etc. This takes being willing to be vulnerable in front of your students. 
While I consider myself a good teacher, part of that is planning ahead and having everything organized and ready to go. If we take notes in class, I write them ahead of time so that I'm available to help students. I have my materials and everything organized each day so that I can address student needs during the lessons. That's just my very type A personality. But being willing to show my students my writing before I was ready, before I had cleaned it up, was a scary thought. I've shown my students my writing, my sloppy copies, my rough drafts. I've even talked through some of my edits with them, but all of that was prepped ahead of time. To show students my writing in real time, that took it to a whole new level. 32 pairs of eyes on me as I tried to write, think, and manage a class was intimidating, but I did it. I implemented what I learned. So here's how that first lesson went. We were working on biographies. We had already done all of the research. They'd fill out all the organizers. We were ready to start drafting. So students come in, sit down. I get all of my papers organized and I sit down at the projector and I write for 15 minutes. My students watch me struggle to write the beginning of an essay on Nelson Mandela for 15 minutes. I simply wrote I talked about what I was doing. I looked at the organizers and added information for 15 minutes. I didn't even interact with students for 25% of the class. I'm pretty sure that my students today wouldn't sit quietly and watch me for that long, but this was a couple of years ago. I thought it was a horrible lesson. All they did was watch me write. I thought it looked unprofessional, like I wasn't prepared, and I didn't interact with my students. I didn't ask them questions. I didn't take their advice. Students simply sat and watched me write. So for second period, I changed things up a little bit. Second period came in and I shortened the writing time. I tried to reuse what I'd already written by secretly looking at the paper from first period. And then I wanted to give students more time to write because I could help them individually. I went on like this throughout the rest of the day and then celebrated when that day was over. That was a really hard day to write in front of my students. But here's the thing, the biggest surprise to me, my students in my first period class who saw me struggle to do something new, struggled to write, even though I had all the information I needed, their essays, their beginning paragraphs were the best of all my classes. Do I think it's because my writing was such a great model? No, I think it was because they saw me struggle and stick with it. They saw me dealing with the same thoughts that they have about writing. They saw me write and cross things off. They saw a real example of what writing looks like. I also noticed that my first period class had more stamina to write, revise, and then write again. I think that them seeing me struggle It gave them permission to not have to be perfect the first time. So as I think back to the lesson from my observation, if I had taken the time to write my character analysis in front of the students, showing them my thought process and how I used the information we had gathered, not only would I have gotten a better result from the students, but they would have seen that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to cross things out and write again. That's the key takeaway for me as I think about how to re-engage students in learning. What can I do to help my students relearn how to learn? And that's what this strategy is all about, showing students how to write, 
not just the what do they need to write, but the how they do it. What's the thought process? If you are willing to be vulnerable and willing to try something new, writing in front of your students is a great strategy to try. Like I said earlier, this came from a training presented by Kelly Gallagher. He has a book called Write Like This, in which he goes into depth about the strategy. It's something that I reread over spring break. I'll put a link in the show notes for you, but if you just Google Write Like This, you will see lots of videos presented by Kelly Gallagher, as well as links to his book. But I'll add the links to the show notes if that's easier for you. All right. I hope you thought that this was a good episode. I am excited to implement the strategy again with my students after spring break and see how that changes some of my students' approaches to writing. I'll share updates in the Facebook group about how it goes. So if you want to follow along, join us over there. We'll also be discussing additional writing strategies this week. So I hope you'll be there. Next week, I'll be sharing ideas on how to approach state testing and reduce the stress for both you and your students. So until next time, everyone, have a great week.